Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Okay, there's a lot going on out there. David, you want to start with the Speaker Mike Johnson. This is some sort of controversy. Yeah, and I, I think to me it, it, it speaks to a larger cultural issue. But the, the current um, controversy du jour is that, did you know that the Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, is an evangelical Christian? Yes. yes. Did you know that? Exactly. Okay, because yes, you're yes. supposed to hate him for that, by the way, no. according right. to people on the left. Uh, liberal media is freaking out about the Speaker of the House because something he said during a Christian prayer event. Uh, this is part of what he said. He was asked if America is coming to a time of judgment in his estimation. Okay. Roll it. The faith in our institutions is the slowest it's ever been in the history of our nation. Um, the, 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 the culture is so dark and, and depraved that it almost seems irredeemable at this point. We, you know, we're, we're, the church attendance in America dropped below 50% for the first time in our history since they began to measure the, uh, the data uh, 60 years ago. And the, the number of people who do not believe in absolute truth is now above the majority for the first time. So one in three teen girls uh, contemplated suicide last year. One in four high school students identifies as something other than straight. Um, we're losing the country. But at the same time... Okay, let's stop there for a second. Yeah. I suppose to some people that's pretty controversial. You disagree with it? No. A no. lot of it, he is stating fact yeah. and then Christian opinion. If yeah. you talk to Christian people, you I mean, that's not anything new what he said there. Yes, you look at the moral fabric of the country over the last 50 years and what's happened. It's crazy. Yes, that might be offensive to people, but... Right. Yes, many people have that opinion. This is not unprecedented. There's nothing new under the sun, and there have been great civilizations and, and societies in the past that God has worked through and saved and redeemed when all hope was lost. And I believe that that is. I believe that that will happen. I believe that God is going to navigate us through this, and the good will come of it. But I don't to be. I don't see the path in this moment. I just know God does, and that's why. Tonight I'll go to bed, no matter what happens, and rest my head. If I get three hours of sleep, it may be less. But when I do sleep, I'm going to I'm going to remember the refrain from John Quincy Adams. Duty is ours. Results are God's. Yes. So, OK. There, so, again, I think here's the important part to remind people of. He's talking to other Christians. Yeah. Yes. Right. That's not a speech to the masses. That's people that share the same faith. That's the conversation. What's wrong with that? No, I, I don't know. And I, I keep hearing, you know, commentators say that this was like a dark vision of America. And that's to me, that's not what I hear at all, whether you're a Christian or, or not. What he is saying, if you try to even strip out any theological context to it, is we're in dark times. I don't know how we're going to get through it, but I do believe we will. Yeah. What is controversial about that? What is dark about that? What is like this? Where's the doom and gloom? I'm, I'm looking for it, and I just don't find it. Uh, MSNBC's Joe Scarborough flipped out about it this morning. <laughs> okay. Have you heard this yet, Scott? No. I, okay. 
We'll experience it together. Roll it. Why do Republicans hate America so much? <laughs> I, I, I'm an evangelical. Mm -hmm. I believe whether people think it's crazy or not. I believe, mm -hmm. you know, what the gospels say. Right. But I'm very mm -hmm. optimistic about America's future because I see the good in people. Uh, but uh, I've got to say, if he's worried about pews emptying out, Talk to young people. They're emptying out because they don't want to go to a church where preachers worship Donald Trump instead of Jesus Christ. Here we go. Here we go. You idiot. Yeah. Moron. Apparently, church attendance a young, uh, among younger people was affected by Donald Trump before oh, Donald Trump. Trump even ran for president. Oddly. Yeah, it's been drifting for a long time yeah. for a number of different reasons. And part of it's just the culture. And you have a lot of factors at play, along with social media. And, I mean, the LGBTQ, call it whatever you want, organization, movement, whatever, has had a profound impact. And part of that is to say anyone that is a Bible-believing Christian is a homophobe, which, in my opinion, is not true. Does it say it in the Bible as a sin? Yes, it does. There's no disputing that. I mean, you can try to rewrite the Bible if you wish. But again, there's so many other sins that are named in the Bible. Right. <laughs> okay. That you remember this conversation we had years ago with a, a producer we had at the time. And I didn't mean it anything better than to say, dude, you know, you live with your girlfriend. Do I see that as a sin? But yeah, I'd be lying if I said I didn't. Have I ever treated you any different than anybody else? That's between you and God, man. I'm not the one judging on that. Right. It's another sin, but that has driven a lot of young people away that know someone that may be gay. Like, well, I just can't deal with that. I, I don't want to be associated with those people. They're bigots. I mean, there's been a lot of, that's not the only one. There's been a lot of different factors of why church attendance has been lower. Well, it's also the move to make church more palatable to those people. And moving away from what a church actually is. Oh, yeah. There are plenty of churches that have finding, tried to rewrite the Bible. And then finding <laughs> out that to make it more palatable and, and try to gain attendance on that end, you still don't gain any. You actually lose. You absolutely do. It's at happened the end in of the many day. denominations. The, uh, uh, the United Methodist Church is being torn apart right now. Oh. I mean, torn apart right now. Yes. Uh, over that exact issue. Yes. And, and Lutheran churches, Presbyterian and, and, churches, and, you know, I, mean, I mean a lot. It's And so, again, you're... you're you're playing to an audience that doesn't want you anyway. A lot of times. You know, and, and that's like bitching about some soft drink you never drink. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it doesn't, it, none of it matters, right? I mean, who, so what? Dr. Pepper sucks. Yeah, but I'm not, I don't drink it anyway. So who cares what you think? Well, I mean, dude, <laughs> the whole Joe Scarborough thing, if you just well, yeah. you know, go through the body of work there. Yeah, okay. he's the moral barometer now, isn't he? Okay, please. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So that's out there. That's interesting, David. Uh, meanwhile, there's been a lot of pro-Osama bin Laden stuff on social media, which is astounding. Yeah, which to me is almost related to the Mike Johnson thing where he says, yeah, we are in a dark time, and where he talks about depravity in American culture. How dare he say that? How dare he say there's depravity in American culture? Yeah. Well, I mean, on TikTok and other social media platforms, You've got a bunch of Zoomers praising Osama bin Laden because of a letter he wrote in 2002 explaining why 
he orchestrated the 9-11 terrorist attacks on America. This yes. whole letter uh, is, is anti-Semitic. It's basically arguing that uh, Jews are, are essentially controlling American diplomacy and, 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 and furthering uh, uh, America's imperialism and whatnot. He talks about capitalism. I mean, there's a whole lot of... He even, he even mentions Bill Clinton getting a humdinger in the Oval Office in that letter, by the way. As, yes, as well, an example. There's, there's also a place for women. Women shouldn't be out in the public. They need to be kept home. Right. There's all these other things that didn't make it onto social media, yeah. which is really interesting. So TikTok is now shutting it down, by the way. If you are trying to share the letter to America by Osama bin Laden, they're going to be uh, moderating that content. Yes, you know, NBC had the story this morning. And I just want to play you a little clip to get your reaction of how they handled it. This was Hallie Jackson on the story. It might sound stunning that a letter written two decades ago by a terror leader is now getting new traction online in the wake of the Israel-Hamas war. But that is the reality, with social media companies now scrambling to pull down those posts. Mm. Oh, my God. The videos viral this morning. I need you to stop what you're doing and go read A Little America. Referencing Osama bin Laden's so-called Letter to America, written by the late terrorist leader about a year after the 9-11 attacks. And now, the propaganda getting new attention on social media in the wake of the Israel-Hamas war. I'm thinking propaganda, how they have propped up Hamas in any number of different ways. Not so much cheerleading, but saying, but a Hamas spokesperson said that what Israel is doing is not true, that they're not hiding weapons under the hospital, blah, blah, blah. Bin Laden, in the decades-old letter criticizing U.S. support for Israel and its policies on Palestinian territories and citing anti-Semitic and homophobic tropes. The way this letter is going viral right now is giving me the greatest sense of relief. The Guardian, which published the letter in 2002, now removing it, criticizing how it's been widely shared without the full context. And TikTok now stripping the hashtag Letter to America Uh from its search function. Yes. New research shows searches for bin Laden up 400% on YouTube and on X, formerly Twitter, references to him up 4,000% since Tuesday. And when you hear that, do you think to yourself, look at how legacy media has treated the story over the last six weeks? It didn't take long for the outrage of what happened to the Israeli people on October 7th to turn and say, well, this, this, you know, indiscriminate shelling of Gaza has to stop, cease fire. I don't understand it. There seems to be some sort of disconnect because Hamas has never stopped saying we're going to come and do it again and do it again and do it again. Do you understand it? The disconnect? No, how, well, can you, how can you not understand why Israel is going to continue to destroy Hamas? Yeah, and I, I think the disconnect is also because, well, they're part of the problem. Is Agreed. That, is that what the NBCs of the world want to do is, and what they push all the time is that America is always wrong and anything that America supports is inherently evil and probably racist or imperialistic or whatever. And so it's... It, you know, if you read the letter to America, uh, I can understand why someone who has been brainwashed to think that everything about America is evil. I can understand why that person would say, wow, this really has rocked my world because they've been brainwashed. They've been radicalized. Yes, that's it. 
I'm waiting for the pop culture Osama bin Laden t-shirts with a little quote under it. I'm serious, <laughs> though. I'm serious. You see, Nothing would surprise you right, now, I mean, would you it? see the Che Guevara ones. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, that's cool. I got a Che Guevara shirt on. That you don't something. have any idea what this guy did? Yeah. But, by the way, you know, a separate story, but, you know, for all the protesting that we've seen for the pro-Palestinian movement in the United States, you're telling me, David, a Democrat was actually more rattled by what happened the other night than January 6th? This is something. Yeah, boy, isn't this really them telling on themselves a little bit? So, uh, you know, outside the DNC headquarters in Washington, D.C., there was a massive uh, protest that turned into a riot uh, where several lawmakers uh, were stuck inside the HQ uh, while police tried to control the crowd. Uh, mm-hmm. Representative Debbie Dingell told the, what, which news outlet was this? Detroit News, quote, This rattled me more than January 6th. I was scared. Someone is going to get hurt in one of these things. They can get out of control. Now, I was led to believe by many other Democrats that, and including her, that this was on par with 9-11, that, that January 6th was like a 9-11 moment or a Pearl Harbor moment. Kamala Harris said it. Several Democrats said it. Yes, that is true. And so now she's saying, this had me more worried than yeah. that. It's almost like she knew that there was no risk to her or pretty much anybody else in Congress during the riot itself. Yes. This was an all-out <laughs> attempted coup. <laughs> yes, January 6th, AOC with the classic. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty hilarious. Um, you know, there's an update, too. I don't know if you've seen on Ukraine and Russia. And Dolly Parton, we have a story of Dolly Parton and streaking. She streaked. Oh, wow. Oh, all coming up right here. triggers are everywhere from dust mites pet dander and pollen to smog and smoke an asthma attack can strike anywhere anytime be prepared with quick acting primatine mist clinically proven to open airways quickly it's the number one fda approved asthma inhaler available over the counter primatine mist breathe easy again use as directed 36,025-1. These are the three numbers to remember to get the visibility and control you need to make the right business decisions instantly. 36,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less and drive down expenses. One, because your business is a one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all your KPIs in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need all in one place. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at NetSuite.com slash MVR. That's NetSuite.com slash MVR to get your very own KPI checklist. NetSuite.com slash MVR. 
I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol for just over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommend a hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker. Stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. All right, the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. And there's a long piece today in the Wall Street Journal. The name, it's time to end magical thinking about Russia's defeat. Yeah. Talking about the Ukraine war. And you get done reading this, and you're pretty much convinced. As far as what Ukraine wants, as far as, quote, winning the war, uh, it's not going to happen. Yeah. All right. I mean, we've been talking about this since the invasion began. It's like at a certain point, I, I I have said repeatedly, I thought, you know, Ukraine is probably going to be much smaller after this when all of the dust settles on all of it. And and I don't think they, they should necessarily lay down and take it. If they want to fight, then they should fight. But when it comes to American support and sort of the blank check diplomacy that we've been engaged in, we need to really take a hard and serious look about this because what happens when they do reach some sort of truce with Russia and leave behind all the weaponry that we've sent there? Now oh, Russia's got it. And you know another point? Think about like a month after Russia invaded Ukraine. Remember? Economically, this was a disaster for Russia. Mm-hmm. You had all of these companies saying, we're boycotting Russia. We're done. And it was we were just going to bleed them dry. And their economy was going to be such a disaster that they would end up basically losing. And it talks about the peace that Putin's, you know, investments in key relationships with China and India have provided an important backstop for the Russian economy, ramping up imports of Russian oil and other commodities. And it also talks about the neighboring countries of Russia, Georgia, Kazakhstan, Armenia, um, have made fat profits by serving as enablers of sanctioned circumvention and as transshipment points for the goods that Russia used to import directly. So they're helping. They're getting paid. They should be ones in most fear. But, boy, they could make a lot of money off of that. So they did. We sit here and talk about this, and the people who run our country and our defense mechanisms who believe this would happen, you had no idea these other countries existed? And that they would backstop these guys? Right, what, what do you think is going to happen? Radio, dude. I know, but that should have people that would see all it. this ahead of time. Here's what we'll do: we'll drain uh, the economy of Russia. We'll make them beg and crawl. And like a lot of us that don't understand, okay, exactly how will that happen? You kind of take it at face value. Right. Oh, look at all the boycotts. This company yeah. is not going to whatever. And yeah, it looks like from the video footage we're seeing, people can't even get groceries. Well, that didn't last very long. No, it didn't. No. So you wonder what is really going on. And again, no end in sight. No plan. No, here's, how do you... Here's how, how long we're going to do this. <clears throat> then they're, it's on, they're on their own. Or this is clear, clearly going to be the victory date. And here's how we're going to get there. Well, and if you start to ask questions, like, well, how is that going to work? How exactly. can we just do this forever? And how can it be an endless supply of money? Well, you're a Putin stooge. Right. right. It's just so frustrating. Man, oh, man. Okay. I don't know when the end is going to be in that. 
No. But it doesn't look good from this piece. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, David, biggest story of the day. Uh, and I big... am going to get to that Dolly Parton story. Don't you worry, because I know you're a big Dolly fan. Oh, I know. And it has to do with Dolly Parton being naked. So Which, you know, I'm better. good with that. That, yeah. that sounds cool. It's crazy. Um, I think actually the biggest story of the day is something that uh, you brought to the table that we're going to be talking about in just a couple of minutes, and it's about the FBI and what they've ignored while they've been tracking down anyone who walked into the Capitol on January 6th. Oh, my goodness. You hear this story, you're going to get angry. We're going to stay on it for, you know, 30 minutes, but this is a story people need to hear, in my opinion. And, I mean, this has to do with a pedophile. They basically had this guy caught and then wanted to focus attention somewhere else instead of stuff like that. We'll get to that much more. Come on. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Thank you so much for being here. Promise we're going to have some fun here coming up in a few minutes. But before we get there, this isn't fun at all. This is a terrible story. It is. It really is, man. Um, So saw this at Daily Wire, and it starts off this way. January 6, 2021. The FBI explicitly chose to abandon a sting on a child pornographer in Virginia who was messaging with an undercover agent about having sex with a nine-year-old boy. Instead, they decided to focus on prosecuting supporters who were at the U.S. Capitol. And now, less than three years later, the FBI discovered the same man living in Alaska, where he appears to have been performing sex acts with a 10-year-old boy. So if you go back before January 6, 2021, the date's December 2nd, 2020, an Internet user with the screen name gay boy six nine freak messaged an undercover agent with the fbi's washington field office who was posing as a father pimping out his nine-year-old son this is very dark and told him he wanted to travel to dc to have sex with the boy the man also sent the agent a video of a prepubescent minor male uh boy let's just say uh uh, penetrated by a man. Oh, God. It, it's sickening. Oh, my. And so his IP address led the FBI to Brogan Welsh of Glen Allen, Virginia. They were saying slam dunk case here, obviously. On January 6, 2021, FBI Washington Field Office decided the, inve- the investigation was halted due to events that occurred at the Capitol building that day. The man was only arrested and the court documents only filed because Welsh moved to Alaska and crossed the Anchorage FBI's radar in an unrelated perversion investigation. Golly, gosh dang. So just a few weeks back, October 24th, after coming across troubling chats from this guy Welsh on a phone they seized from a different alleged pervert, Alaska FBI agents went into his house and located items, including sex toys that are very small in size, consistent with the size of a 10-year-old boy, as well as children's underwear, 
and then the investigation revealed that a 10-year-old boy was, in fact, residing at the residence belonging to Welsh. Oh, boy. So what you have, as they write in the story, the FBI called off the dogs even after Welsh sent child porn to an FBI agent and now has gone on to molest a 10-year-old boy. Well, you know, they had grandmas waving American flags to crack down on. It is despicable, but it, not I, not surprising from the same organization that had the goods on Larry Nasser, and then one of the chief investigators of it asked asked for a gig with the USA Olympics team. That's right, man. You forget about this stuff. That's a great point, David. And whatever came of that, really, I don't think most people even know what happened. Well, Nasser went to prison. He did. Yeah. What about the FBI? Yeah. Well. Not doing yeah, their that, job. That had the evidence of it, and we only yes. know about it because some people decided to go public with the allegations. Yes. Terrible, what does the man. FBI actually do? It's a great question. And that whole thing, wasn't that, remind me, I was thinking it was local media in Indiana. Yeah. That broke that story. It wasn't anybody nationally. National news had to pick it up, but you didn't right. hear a ton about it. Wow. The FBI, what do they do, David? Kick down your door when you get home today. Well, right, exactly. I know. Yeah, I'm going to go there. exactly the speed limit. Right. All right. There you go. Yeah. Well, you know, I would imagine if you all of a sudden something happens and you've got to direct attention elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. We need, you know, a certain number of staff now on this project. You're going to take time away from the child predators, the pedophiles? Are you kidding? It's so disgusting. Wow. So, so I mean, you can't even imagine stuff like that happening. No, you can't. I mean, and well, then you read about it, and it's like, golly, they got huh? the goods on this guy. Yeah, all the time and effort that goes in. Yeah, exactly. Getting yeah. these pedophiles out and in jail, and then yeah. now yeah, we got to focus on something else here. I mean, we, just, we could clear this up if we just implemented a nationwide pedophile wood chipper program. <laughs> yeah or just deputize anybody with a gun <laughs> you know it's crazy to me all right there's other things we got to get to it's that time of the show going around the table it may not be the biggest story out there but it caught your attention david today what's your story one of the stories that was pretty big in the last couple of days was the number of people sharing pro bin laden content online yes. Uh, not even talking about people who are what you would look at and say are radical Islamic terrorists. You're talking about, you know, uh, what, age 20 to 30-ish? Yes. Uh, young women, for the most part, after reading the first letter to America from Osama bin Laden uh, the year after the September 11th attacks, explaining why he did it. And, and, of course, a lot of us, most of us were horrified that people were sharing this with with a positive review essentially saying this this really changed my worldview on america oh boy that that bin laden guy he was onto something that's what a lot of these people were saying yeah yes like well of course they left out a lot of the part that would you know wake up the woke individuals that was you know blown away by the writings of osama bin laden (laughs) well wired.com has found the real problem with this Okay. The headline reads, the Bin Laden letter is being weaponized by the far right. The far right? Yeah. 
Posters used this to critique U.S. foreign policy and have claimed the letter changed their perspective. Far-right lawmakers and influencers have used the renewed interest in bin Laden to spread conspiracy theories about 9-11 and push their own anti-China agenda. Like Hallie Jackson at NBC? Yeah, well, they brought up Josh Hawley because Josh Hawley had put out uh, TikTok is an espionage tool and a propaganda machine for the communists. First pro-Hamas propaganda, now bin Laden. The CCP, Chinese Communist Party, probably can't believe what we're letting them get away with, ban TikTok. Uh, Wired said, well, you know, they're... That's a claim that is made without evidence that TikTok is used by the Chinese government to spy on U.S. citizens. I thought there was reams of evidence to prove There that. is evidence of it. Yes. How can you claim there's not? You just say it. You just say it. I swear, that's all you got to do. You just say it. Put it out there in the ether. The journalists at Wired, I thought, were held to a higher standard. There's yeah. no evidence. Just say <laughs> it. Put it out there. If there's no evidence, then why is it that multiple federal agencies and state agencies and some local governments even have banned the use of TikTok on, like, official government computers and phones? I don't know. I guess if you're wired, you just say it's because of the far-right implementation uh-huh. yeah, you just say from it. our government. That's all. Yeah. Some well, nonsense like that. Far-right people like Joe Biden? Yes. Joe Biden, Hallie Jackson, you know, all those people. Yeah. It's insane. All right, for what's your story, Scott, what you got? Uh, Mexico is tuning up their tiny violins right now. Officials there claim that Texas Senate Bill 4 will violate the human rights of Mexican immigrants living in Texas. How? SB 4 makes crossing the border into Texas illegal from Mexico. It's a state crime now. Local and state officials will be authorized to deport illegal immigrants. Novel approach here. Those who come here illegally and bypass the legal process will not be allowed to stay here. No one gets to jump the line ever. Then that's going to be, that's the law. We're going to deport these people. The government of Mexico reiterates its rejection of any measure that contemplates the involuntary return of migrants without respect for due process. How many people give one fat frog's fanny what Mexico has to say about our immigration policy, huh? None. Yeah. None. Shut up. Yeah. Gosh, dang. All I can Mexico think of rejects it. The classic line, are you going to bark all day, little doggy? <laughs> yeah. Just... Or are you going to bite? Give me a break. For my story today, what's your story? It's a ray of sunshine, at least for David Van Camp. After months of promotion... It's finally out, the Dolly Parton rock album. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there is a story about her. We'll get to that in a second. Do you want to hear any clips as far as from the album? Oh, sure. Absolutely. Okay. Um, There's a lot of different ones out there today. Go with this. Just, I think it's random clips here, and you can hear it for yourself. I've heard that one. I'm a magic man. Four non blondes. Okay, I'm trying to be the nicest I can be because I mean we're mm-hmm. open with opinions here. I think Dolly's a sweet person. I really do, and I like her. I don't understand the reason for all of this. No, well, because you don't have a soul. That's why these songs are not good with her singing them. I'm sorry. No. no. Do you agree with that? Yes, I do. 
David probably doesn't, but I do. And I, I think it's like that acquired sort of taste, maybe. It's mm. not that I don't think she's a great talent. I do. I think she she's is. A tremendous talent. Yes. But, you know, sometimes you got to stay in your lane. But yeah. Miley Cyrus there. Could pull that one off much more than well, they're, Magic Man. They're buddies, Miley Cyrus and and Miss Dolly. I thought it was a rock album. Anyway, go ahead. That was the Beatles. No. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Not your gig? Come on, man. Not digging it. No. Okay. I, th- I think she finally made that song good. <laughs> Golly. Thank you. Uh, is this one a fresh one? Every game you play, every night you stay, I'll be watching you. Oh, baby, I love your brain. Every day. Dude. Can't get no Come on, man. It's like if your grandma recorded, you'd be like, you know what? I love it, Grandma. Good job. for Good for you. Well, it's like my grandma steps up at karaoke at yes. a bar somewhere, and she's hammered, and I'm hammered. <laughs> <laughs> I like her. It's not that I don't. No, I like her, too. But of What's course, not to like, right? With all the yeah. promotion coming out, she's been doing a whole lot of interviews, and in one of the interviews... Um, Someone asked, because you have this rock star album coming out, what's the most rock star thing you've ever done? And she said, well, I've done a few fun things. Um, I've never trashed my hotel room or thrown TVs out of the window or anything. But probably the most radical thing I ever did was when Tom Jones was really hot. Me and a bunch of girls had gone out and had a few margaritas. Um, We got rained out of a shoot we were doing for a movie, so we spent the afternoon having fun. And she ended up, they dared me, and I went streaking through his yard. Tom Jones's yard? Yes. Oh, gosh. That's a wild story. She said, he didn't see me do it, but I did it. That was kind of rock and roll. So Tom Jones is on a talk show, and he's asked about it. Yeah. And he's kind of bummed out that he didn't see it, actually. <laughs> Dolly Parton told me on this show that she streaked Across your lawn in Los Angeles. Yeah, that's right. That's oh, right. you know that? Yeah, yeah, she told me. She, she told... said that she, you weren't there or something. No, I, was, I wasn't there, but she told me later, because we did a show together. Uh, and I said, uh, well, I, no, I was there, you see, but I wasn't out on the lawn. I was in the house. What a pity. Yeah. <laughs> but it did, I thought it was an eclipse. I thought, you know. But... <laughs> Jones with the funny line. Oh, I mean, yeah. he did see evidence of the after effect. You know, she tripped and fell. He thought crop circles were left on his lawn. <laughs> I'll never forget one of the most surreal experiences I ever had was two in the morning down at the landing in St. Louis, and I'm walking, and there's Tom Jones with two women. It was insane. That is weird. That's a dream. Right? It was not a dream. Wow. It was reality. I have a witness. All right. Hunter Biden news that you need to hear and much more coming up. triggers are everywhere from dust mites pet dander and pollen to smog and smoke an asthma attack can strike anywhere anytime be prepared with quick acting primatine mist clinically proven to open airways quickly 
It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine Mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. This Thanksgiving at Total Wine and More, find Pinot Noirs and Cabernets that you adore. Our helpful guides are so friendly and nice. So many bottles to try at the lowest price. So gather with friends as you sit down to eat. Grateful for all who made Thanksgiving complete. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine and More. Drink responsibly, B21. Imagine getting ahead of your irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBS-C by treating it with Linzess. Then you could start proactively managing your constipation with belly pain and get ahead of your symptoms. Talk to your doctor about Linzess, linaclotide. Linzess is a prescription medicine that treats IBS-C in adults. It's not a laxative. It's a once-daily pill that helps you get ahead of your symptoms. It's proven to help you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than two. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Imagine what could relief from IBSC mean for you. Talk to your doctor and say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S. All right, then. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So maybe a second indictment for Hunter? Yeah, Hunter Biden may be facing a second indictment. A special counsel prosecutors are in L.A. Uh, they put together a grand jury to seek documents and possible testimony from witnesses as part of the ongoing federal investigation into Hunter Biden. So James Biden, uh, that is Joe Biden's brother, and a one-time business associate of Hunter Biden, they're all among the individuals who've gotten a subpoena in the last few weeks. This uh, looks like it's focused on the failure to pay taxes by IRS payment deadlines. Mm -hmm. Now, th that's what Hunter thought was all going away right. a few months ago before the whole deal got blown up because the judge actually read what the plea agreement said, which is, wait a minute. You're saying you're not going to investigate or charge him with anything else? He's he's free and clear? Then you can't charge him with anything in the future. Yeah. Uh, that seems like it, that's illegal. Uh, let, let's go back to the drawing board here, people, okay? Right. So here it comes. Yeah. And then you ask yourself the question, will it matter? I don't know. I, if, I, if media won't cover the story. No, I have a hard time getting excited about any of this stuff because it just seems like this guy is bulletproof. Yes, I will say it seems a lot closer than it was. I know, and but I get media so frustrated did. with the whole thing. Yeah, it is. It's frustrating, but at yeah. least media had to cover that part of the story. Yeah, and then you really don't know as far as the money that controls the Democratic Party. Are they going to get to the point where they're going to say, "All right, it's time to put the screws to him. We yeah. need Joe out of there. He just can't win this race, and we can't." We can't count on him winning, and he's. we've already given him the message not to run, he's running anyway. You don't know exactly what's it's going on there. It's just so weird because when you look at it, you think, this is a guy that we know, we pretty well have evidence that this guy took a, 
pile of money. Yeah, when they say there's no evidence. Yeah, and it's, it's there out is there. There's tons of evidence. No doubt. Jeez. I know that when the Powerball gets big, David, you'll play. Scott, you'll play. I do when it gets big, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I play my idiot tax, yeah. Yeah. Because, like, I don't know, what is it, 80 million is not enough to wreck your life? You, when it gets to 500, that's when you're going to start uh, I, I need I need it to completely destroy my life, yes. Did you see this? It's almost crazy that this is true. But the number least likely to come up in Powerball, did you see what it was? No. They did a whole study of this. It is 13. Huh. Wow. Which is supposed to be the unlucky number? Yes, it is, huh? Or does it just mean that number's due? <laughs> right. See, gamble. That's a gambler there. <laughs> yeah. This is the Mark Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, so apparently law enforcement is monitoring anti-Israel protests right now. Yeah. There are certain targets around New York City that the pro-Palestinian protesters have put out there. Well, Representative Dan Goldman, a Democrat who is Jewish, uh, mm -hmm. his office was vandalized. Crew got into work this morning and found free Palestine scrawled across the, uh, the windows. I believe one of the windows was broken. Yeah. A lot of people might say the left created this monster. Uh, now it's coming for them. Those lots of people would be correct. Yes, they would. Yes, they would. I saw this interesting. Miranda Devine. Um, she's written books. She writes for the New York Post. She had the Hunter Biden laptop story before anybody. Um, I don't know that she's bitter. If she were to be bitter, I wouldn't blame her for a second. Yeah. She wrote this piece about, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, China coming to San Francisco, President Xi, and how San Francisco cleaned up the city in a hurry. Mm -hmm. And it was remarkable to show other cities, see how fast this could be turned around if you really wanted to. Yeah. I mean, people don't think it's going to last. Um, but this was all a part, of, too, of the Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation, all the leaders coming in, the APEC. So as she wrote, she said they cleaned it up, all the filth off the streets. Sure, they had to erect cages around the sidewalks to keep them clear until President Xi Jinping leaves California, but better to be seen as a prison than a pig pen, which is probably true. Right. Uh, she said everyone has seen the videos. Addicts, people sleeping on the street. Some of the addicts bent double in suspended animation or zonked out on the oh, ground geez. among the used needles and human excrement. Here's the thing. When you watch how it got cleaned up, it's all so that China CC, this is a great city, right? right? That's the whole part. This was one thing I did not realize, and I'm glad that Miranda Devine wrote it in the piece. So TikTok algorithms make sure those videos are seen. Ahead of Xi's visit, Chinese media outlets had great sport trashing San Francisco as, quote, garbage city, ruined city, 
fallen city and a total failure. Yeah. Didn't know that, did you? Well, no. Uh, and, and, and the extra bonus for Xi Jinping is that Gavin Newsom told him, hey, all these cages and, and fences we put up, yeah, made in China. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, funny because true. She wrote, apart from being an avoidable tragedy, America's deadly drug crisis makes us an international laughingstock, the marker of a civilization on the fast track to hell. You would think the American president might be embarrassed about that fact, but far from it. Joe Biden thinks it's funny, too. I hadn't heard about this joke. Maybe you guys had. Said at a glittering fundraiser in downtown San Francisco Tuesday night, Biden began a speech by thanking Mayor London Breed for welcoming us to your city. It kind of sparkles right now. People started laughing. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't think he intended it that way. Yet the people that were laughing, they said, well, all these rich people, they're like, yeah, that's pretty funny because they actually did clean it up. Right. Talks about, you know, these different real estate people worth billions of dollars. Uh, Former Disney chairman, Jeffrey uh, Katzenberg, former mayor Willie Brown, Kamala Harris's old squeeze. Yeah. Reportedly paid as much as $200,000 a piece for the pleasure of seeing Biden speak that night. Oh, gosh. 200 grand? You know, generally, I don't care what people spend their money on. People will say all the time, but all the suffering, and you've got a Maserati or whatever. I'm like, hey, so what? The guy bought a Maserati. It's his money, right? <laughs> Didn't ask me to do it. But this is ridiculous. Where'd Willie Brown come up with $200,000, by the way? I had no idea he was worth that kind of no, money. No, I have no idea For a either. fundraiser or someone paid for it? I don't know. That was just wild to read that. 200000 A A yes. guy who can't speak, speak. <laughs> yeah, that's even weirder. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it's something, man. David, you had a story about CNN and old Trump audio from like years ago. Yeah, ABC News' John Carroll has some new book out about Trump, and he, he uses an interview that he did for a previous book. But he's trying to fight the good fight and, you know, get get a new book out there. Uh, in order to prevent Donald Trump from being president, because John Carl likes to pee his pants about Donald John Trump. John Carl was just freaking out at those poll numbers, remember? Yeah, he was. Well, he put out a clip from an interview he did with Trump in March of twenty, March or April of 2021. Uh, CNN got the exclusive on it and freaked out about it. Here's the actual clip. He's talking about the Capitol riot. Okay. You told them you were going to go up to the Capitol. Were you just... I was, no, I was going to, and the Secret Service said... You can't. And then by the time I would have, and then when I got back, I saw I wanted to go back. I was thinking about going back during the problem to stop the problem, doing it myself. Secret Service didn't like that idea too much. So, so what? And I could so, have done that, and you know what? I would have been very well received. Don't forget, the people that went to Washington that day, in my opinion, they went because they thought the election was rigged. That's why they went. What's wrong with what he said? That That is apparently very controversial, I'm told. What? John Carl talked about it with CNN's Aaron Burnett. This okay. is a smoking gun. I mean, gun. he's saying he wanted to go and that he believed he had control over the crowd. That he was going to be well-received by the people that were attacking the Capitol building, the people that were assaulting police officers. This, this was an interview I did as part of a long interview. Time out. Why, why does he think? That he wouldn't. Right. 
I don't understand. Like, hey, that's not what we're here for. Let's not do that. If you're a supporter of mine, don't do that. He thinks he had some sort of control. What is he getting at? Uh, for my book, Betrayal. And at the time, that exchange, because there was so much in that interview, didn't quite hit me. But then I heard Cassidy Hutchinson testified before the January 6th committee, the whole thing about, you know, how Trump was Did berating. Did he lunge for the know, wheel? And yeah, yeah, whatever he was doing, this is an admission that those were absolutely his people, first of all, but also that he had control over those people. I, the, uh, I'm... I'm I'm kind of flabbergasted after after watching that and listening to it, it, it because Donald Trump has publicly said those things a few times in the time between the riot and now. Now, the whole lunging at the Secret Service, he did a great comedy bit over that where he's like, yes, these guys out of central casting, you know, these very tough, yes. big guys. I grabbed him around the <laughs> neck and I choked him. You know, he did a really good stand-up bit right. about that. He did. But, I mean, that part is pretty unbelievable. Um, but I think it was pretty clear that he wanted to go to the Capitol. Yeah. Wow, dude. And I don't even mean this as a joke. It's, I hear something like that and I'm thinking, John Carl, dude, maybe some counseling. Yeah. Something, man. You're troubled. Well, John Carl had to weigh it to like say, I'm going to do this book and I'm going to do the book tour and I'm going to throw my entire journalistic integrity down the toilet. I don't know how many people actually would say, yes, John, you're so on to something here. I mean, I don't, how I don't, do you bounce back from that? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Well, thank you for bringing that in. That's, That's something. good. Yeah. Um, I happen to see a little blurb about this controversy in Canada. This is an indigenous icon. Yeah. It actually isn't? Uh, apparently, oh, gosh, this story. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. Now, this is a lady named Buffy St. Marie, and I, yeah, I was not you, familiar well, with her. Well, if you were a, a music person, and I'm older than you guys, so I can remember like some of the high-minded singer-songwritery friends I might have had during that time of the James Taylor and and you know other singer-songwriters okay and the political speak from some of them buffy saint marie was a big deal here okay. was a native american woman speaking truth to power okay that um, was her deal right that's her whole shtick yeah and for years she was also featured on sesame street wearing yes. traditional dress she taught uh the count how to count in cree yes and in 1977 breastfed her baby on camera that's right. Uh, Bavi St. Marie has long been one of Canada's most prominent indigenous icons. She's on Canadian postage stamps, performed yes. for Queen Elizabeth II. Well, CBC News did some digging and found that not only was she not born in Canada, she was born in the United States. She's a white girl from Massachusetts. What? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the whole, this whole image. Yeah, yeah, the whole thing. Uh, her whole story was that she was born in Canada and then adopted by an American couple in Massachusetts, and yeah. that was part of her shtick about right. you know how indigenous babies wind up being raised by white, by white saviors people. and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay, she's not indigenous or Native American. Uh, the claim is supported by documents obtained by the CBC, including uh, St. Marie's Stoneham, Massachusetts birth certificate. The investigation also shows that her account of her ancestry has been a shifting narrative full of inconsistencies and inaccuracies. Now, back in the 70s, this gives you a little insight into how nuts this lady is. Okay. Back in the 70s, excuse me, 
her brother told someone at Sesame Street that he happened to meet. He goes, you know, she's white. She's not Native American. Like, we're biological siblings. Uh, He wound up getting a cease and desist order from her management team and a handwritten note from her, which read in part, Alan, you no doubt remember your continued sexual abuses to me throughout my childhood. According to my memories and my childhood diaries, you are nothing but a child molester and a sadist. Oh, my goodness. You keep this up, and I'm going to tell the world that you diddled me. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's really something. Despicable, man. Yes. And so finally they have the goods on her. Yeah. Total fraud. Well, she won like an Emmy or Grammy or something for co-writing Up Where We Belong. Yeah, Oscar. An Oscar, that's what it was. The Joe Cocker song. Really? It was a big hit. Yeah. I mean, it, it, this it, must have been before, just before my time, I guess. Well, I there was like 85 memory. or something with Cocker, I think. Okay. Um, you would know the song if you heard it. Jennifer Warren's was. Yeah, I, I remember doing, that. Yeah. But yeah, I don't but remember no, no, her. No, her. I could picture the album covers in her Native American garb. It was Buffy St. Marie. This so you had them because you were I, into that I stuff. I did not have them. Come on. You bought no, all no, the James have, Taylor. You I bought all that zero, stuff, but you didn't buy hers? I have zero Buffy St. Marie records. None. But, well, then you were racist. None. Well, <laughs> yeah, I was anti-indigenous <laughs> folk singers. <laughs> but no. But I mean, she, I, it, she was a big star in that world, though. Wow. And even outside that world. Yeah, Yeah, because it was like, isn't it? That's so wonderful. She's so great. Her and Elizabeth Warren should hang out. Yeah, no kidding. Jeez. (laughs) Oh, goodness, man. Pocahontas. Yeah, you can't make it (laughs) up. You just make up. I mean, we got a president that does this all the time. He fabricates stories from his past. Oh, yes, that's true. Yeah, that's all lies. But it's one thing. He's not saying. No, No, he didn't say he was. Indigenous. True. What an insult to Pocahontas, isn't it? <laughs> well, he hasn't yet, anyway. It could come. Um, man, there's so much to get to. Um, oh, Hunter Biden's baby mama is in the news. we got to get to that. Uh-oh. And if you have a doctor's appointment and you're thinking about doing some sort of grooming, there's a tip that you need here. Seriously, straight ahead. Thirty-six thousand, twenty-five, one. These are the three numbers to remember to get the visibility and control you need to make the right business decisions instantly. Thirty-six thousand. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. Twenty-five. NetSuite turns twenty-five this year. That's twenty-five years of helping businesses do more with less. Close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down expenses. One. Because your business is one of a kind, so you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. NetSuite is everything you need all in one place. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance for free at NetSuite.com slash MVR. That's NetSuite.com slash MVR to get your own KPI checklist. NetSuite.com slash MVR. Our generation didn't wear bike helmets. We drank from the hose, rode in cars without seat belts, did things that are unthinkable today. But we're not invincible. These days we have doctor's appointments, multiple medications, and chronic conditions to manage. Fortunately, there's Teladoc Health. Teladoc Health brings together all of your health care into one program. 
including everything from primary care to chronic care management. Learn more at teladochealth.com. That's T-E-L-A-D-O-C health.com. Do you hear that? Asthma triggers are everywhere, from dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke. An asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting primatine mist, clinically proven to open airways quickly. It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, Hunter Biden's baby mama's in the news? Yeah, London Roberts. This is the mother of Hunter Biden's uh, daughter, uh, the one the president tried to ignore for a long time. Oh, yeah. uh, she's written an op-ed for the Daily Mail in defense of Hunter Biden. Now, keep in mind, they did just uh, ink a new uh, uh, child support agreement, so I wonder how much of that has to do with this. I wonder. Hunter Biden would not be <laughs> ab- above strong-arming the mother of one of his children. Just saying. Okay. Well, he fought her in court every step. Yeah. Uh, and and she makes the point that maybe Joan, their daughter, is going to be old enough soon to search the Internet and see her father uh, splashed all over the place. Yep. And that does suck for that little girl. It, it sucks that her dad is a dirtbag. Absolutely. Um, that That really does. But... Uh, she says, I have no desire to add to that. What kind of mom would want to pour more fuel on this fire? Uh, then she says, uh, Navy Joan is so proud of Hunter, not because he's a Biden, but because he is her dad. And I'm proud of him, too. Hunter has had the courage to admit his mistakes. Really? And learn from them. Really? It's a valuable lesson for every parent to teach their child. His honesty is raising much-needed awareness that addiction is a disease that requires understanding and compassion. Um, And so she says that she is 100% behind Hunter's recovery and his determination to become the loving father figure that all five of his children deserve. Is that what she actually wrote? Yes. I didn't know if that was some sort of slight that all five of his kids deserve. Yeah, that... Well, I, okay. I, let me amend that. Fair That's enough. what Hunter Biden's lawyers wrote in her name. Yes. Uh, from hearing her speak before and her quoted, it sounds a little different. I don't blame her for wanting her child's biological father to be the best that he can be. I think anybody would want that. It is rather curious that this comes out, this op-ed, yeah. after all of the legal issues and that he fought it for years after he was sober. I'm doing quotations, by the way, because you assume that he is. Is there any update at all to the cocaine at the White House? No, they they published the photo of it, and it's not just an open cubby. I mean, they made it sound like it was something you'd find at a bowling alley. Um, It's a locked cubby that they found this, like, gram of cocaine in, a little baggy, and apparently uh, can't can't figure out who had the key to that one. Not possible. Or, you know, the DNA on it. Yeah. Yeah, we might destroy that a little bit later. Why? It, dude. It, I know. know. It stinks so much. Uh, you know, I mentioned this. I'll uh, get to it real quick. Just thought this was interesting. It's making the rounds. A doctor that posts videos on TikTok. I don't know if that gives you pause or not. 
Do you want your doctor mm. posting videos on TikTok? No, I really time? don't. I don't think you're alone in that, but this one does and looks at it in some ways, I guess, like education. And has actually said, hey, uh, just to let you know, uh, if you're coming in, you don't need to do any special grooming, you know, for some sort of exam or something what does that like mean? that. Because I think some people think that they do. Like, here. Number two, you do not need to do any special grooming to come to the doctor. No shaving, no waxing, special cleansing, none of that. We've literally seen it all. This is our job, what we do for a living. You're good as you are. Okay. So just almost like the public service. <laughs> I didn't know that was an option. No. <laughs> you don't you, you mean don't like cleaning up? <laughs> no, I mean like, like, you know, terror. Uh, let's just say this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how to say it. I just... did, did the temperature just rise in the room or something? No, but I was assuming no. they were talking about below the belt stuff. Yeah, I think yeah. they are. She yeah. is. Well, they do. They uh, that was a, a new concept to me. The first time uh, my wife uh, got pregnant was when we were going to like new parent classes and whatnot. The nurse was saying, and ladies. Don't worry about getting a wax. Don't shave. Nothing like that because we have seen it all. And also it can lead to other infections if there's like a, a right. cut or something like that. We don't want you to do that. Right. Yes. No racing stripes. Okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Were you thinking about your own sort of group? Let's just move on. There's no, more I... to get to. Okay. Well, and an update from Mexico. They're playing tough, guys. Here we go. Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Happen to see this at the New York Post. They'll do the week in Whoppers. <laughs> it's just different BS. Yeah. And the first one, MSNBC. And this was from their contributor, Mike Barnacle. Ah, yes. One of the favorites on the Morning Joe show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Benjamin Netanyahu is perhaps the biggest obstacle to a two-state solution in Israel. Uh, I mean, the guys who are launching rockets into Israel have something to do with that, too. Uh, yeah. The ones who started everything on October 7th? Yeah. Uh, the ones who still continue to say they would do it again and yeah. again and again? Whose stated mission is to wipe Israel off the map? Yes. Of this, there could be no doubt. Wow. Okay. Another one, by the way, was the Washington Post said it's a mystery why Americans aren't feeling better about the economy. A mystery? Yes. Because all these different markers are in place. Economy is robust. I mean, I don't know. Resilient. Talk to some of your former colleagues who just got fired. Oh. Well, yeah. Says, you know, most Americans do feel grim. We've seen that in polling. Uh, because they're not better off. Their paychecks haven't kept up with inflation. And a lot of people have quit looking for a job. So the actual jobless rate is significantly higher than official numbers suggest. Plus, they bring up mortgage rates. Yeah, if you were looking to buy a home, 
you've been told now's not a very good time. Yeah. And yes, again, you can say, well, inflation is down this much percent, but it's still twice of what it was when Biden took office. Yeah. And you still haven't caught up from a few years ago. Yes. Oh, what was another one? Um, many U.S. households are already feeling the economic impacts of climate change. The whole climate change, it makes you laugh, David. Well, well, economic impacts meaning what? Well, climate, as they say, it does affect the economy, but it's the alarmists that stretch it into these crazy proportions. But in this case, you're not talking, I assume, and, and maybe I'm wrong about this, but my assumption is uh, they're talking about heat, right? Like the heat wave and the cost of energy, the cost of cooling your house, et cetera, things yeah. like that. But that's weather, not climate. Again, they always fit that argument into fit. I mean, that's that, what they try to do. Yeah, it was like several years ago when a Republican brought a snowball into the House of Representatives and threw it on the ground. <laughs> Remember that? Oh, goodness, And said, yes. see, it's cold. It's snowing where, where, where I live, and therefore there's no such thing as climate change. And a bunch of people like John, uh, not John Oliver, John Stewart and others went out there mocking him. Climate is not weather. Duh. <laughs> and now it's like, it was hot this summer in Phoenix, Arizona. Climate change emergency. The world is boiling right now. Right. Again, you can say, yes, there's been something to a rising temperature over time. Okay. At the same time, let's look at everything that's been predicted. How many models have been wrong? And now you're just supposed to take the, quote, experts' opinion at face value? Uh, yeah. When you have many other people that completely disagree with their opinion? Because you can state it as fact. A lot of times it comes down to opinion. Yep. And how you're interpreting the data. It's maddening after a while. Yep. Okay. Switching gears. Mexico. Yeah. Uh, they're not happy right now, apparently. No, they're not. Well, President Biden is meeting with uh, leaders from Mexico uh, today and said, by the way, I appreciate the balanced approach we've, we've been able to uh, embark upon together with the immigration crisis. What are you talking about? Balanced approach. What is the balanced approach? Okay. Tell me if I'm way off base here. Trump sent the message to Mexico. Okay. You're going to have to help with this, and we want your troops, or we're going to destroy you economically. And boom, all of a sudden, yeah. the whole situation changed. And as soon as he was out of office, eh, they don't worry about it. Mm. Let the flow come right through. Yeah, well, it's... Isn't it, that true? Well, yeah, because they don't want to take care of all the people coming up from Central and no. South America. Why Why would they? And I don't think they should have to either. Uh, for the record, I think that um, their borders ought to be um, uh, respected as well. Yeah, they're not. Uh, but they're And they're not. Um, so there's a state bill in the state of Texas, SB4, that has been passed. Governor Abbott says he wants to sign it. He's eager to sign this. Uh, and it makes crossing the border into Texas illegally from Mexico a state crime. And that means that local and state officials will be able to deport people. Now, the Biden administration is not going to allow this. They are going to sue. Um, and we'll, we'll see what happens. I think some of that is territory marking more than anything else. But, um, but they're, they're, you know they're gearing up for a fight against this. 
Now, the government of, uh, government of Mexico, though, says that they have rejected any measure that contemplates the involuntary return of migrants without the respect for due process. Now, I, I have to wonder, I'm, I'm a, obviously I'm a fan of due process. I think everybody uh, deserves, every American citizen or somebody living here legally has the right to due process. But if you come into the country illegally, you're not respecting due process. No, you're not. You, you're you breaking are, the law. Yeah, you're breaking the law, uh, and you're not respecting the laws of the land that you want to live in. And so, therefore, yeah, I mean, we don't need a, a long and drawn-out uh, uh, trial or anything like that. Put them on a bus, send them back. And if Mexico has a problem with it, well, maybe they should start sending more people back to Guatemala or Honduras or Venezuela. Yes. Well, it's one of the big stories this week that there's some people from Venezuela that came through illegally that want to go back. Because it sucks here. They were in Chicago. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Already freezing cold, and you're not even to December yet. Right. They're like, yep, yep, it's time to go back to Venezuela. Wow. Um, switch gears to this story. I guess you would call this entertainment news, but it, to me it's broader than that just because it's so bizarre. And I've heard over time different couples argue about having a pet in the bedroom. Is the pet going to sleep on the bed or somewhere in the bedroom? Right. You've heard these arguments, Oh, right? yeah. You ever been a part of any? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Did you win the argument? No. <laughs> Did you ever win any arguments? <laughs> no, not with a woman. No. <laughs> Some people are very much like, yeah, I just don't want any pets in the bedroom. Yeah, I got no problem with it when it's just me. Yeah. You know, then they can come and sleep at the end of the bed. I don't care. Don't Are you sending the me. pets a mixed message then? Well, maybe in the pet world, maybe they... A little bit, yeah. I think they understand when someone blonde with a full head of hair is in my place, they're not going to be sleeping in the bedroom. <laughs> I don't know Just that much about blonde cats. Or... No, no, a particular <laughs> blonde, yes. Okay. Yeah. Brunettes, that's fine. Yeah, easy, easy now. The cats yeah. are like, no, I'm staking out my claim on the bed. Yeah. But th then they get the scratching on the bedroom door, and that can happen. Okay, that's a story for another I'm time. I'm just saying. You're talking I, about David will tell you they're not disciplined. They're I don't know that much about cats. I got a squirt so. bottle that disciplines them. The reason I bring it up, mm -hmm. did you see that Tori Spelling yeah. is divorcing her husband, Dean McDermott? Yeah. And he's speaking for the first time publicly. Yeah. Now, and there's part of it where he's saying, you know what, I take full responsibility. Well, he's a drunk. Yes. Yeah. It, bad. Mm -hmm. He said, it ended up me drinking a fifth of tequila every night, seven days a week, and a handful of prescription meds by myself with a beautiful family in the other room. You know, that's what it led to. And it's like, man, you feel bad for the kids, all of that. But the other part of the story he gives is we'd been having problems. It got worse um, because we stopped sleeping in the same room. Right. Like, oh, because you were arguing and couldn't get along? No, not so much. He said, uh, we have dogs. Um, but then Tori wanted was a pet pig to sleep in there. Yeah. In the bed with him. Yeah. And they kept a pet chicken in the bathroom. Right. <laughs> Wait, yeah, what? That's, that's, yes. Yeah, that's a, a petting zoo. And I mean, like, successful actors live like my uncle in Louisiana? <laughs> that's <laughs> yes, crazy. Yes, they do. He, that's what the statement was. We know we, dogs have accidents, and our particular dogs were having a lot. And I just couldn't deal with that anymore. 
So I created a healthy boundary for myself, and I said, I can't do this. I can't sleep and live in this kind of condition. And there were no efforts to sort of remedy the problem to get me back in the room because of the pig and several dogs. And a chicken. And a pet chicken in the bathroom. Yeah. Okay. You know, some people, they find that they just can't agree on certain things. Maybe you go to a counselor. Is there any counselor at all? Because you got to be careful. There are some kooks that are counselors that would say, dude, you're going to have to deal with the chicken and the pig and the dog in the bedroom. I can't imagine any counselor saying that. Oh, no. Chickens can get mean, too. Yes. Well, yeah, but uh, chickens and pigs, are they paper trained? Are they just freewheeling it? Well, I think I think pigs you can somewhat you domesticate. Yeah, I guess. But there we long story. But years ago, my wife and I had an opportunity. We were going to adopt a dog, and the particular shelter we went to, they had a pig that they had found wandering around the the side of the road. Right. They named it Hickory, Hickory. and I really was sitting there going, "Man, could we adopt a pig? That might be awesome." And then I read up on it, and they can be great pets but the thing that you got to remember is they just kind of keep growing and yeah. they eat a lot and the vet bills are really expensive and they're not always the most cuddly creatures well, they'll bite you <laughs> Big, pigs will bite you <laughs> yeah a crisis averted i told yeah. you about my buddy that wanted a pet monkey and i mean he was close to it that would have been an absolute disaster oh, yeah I mean, I suppose for a few people it works out, but for the most that you've ever heard that have tried that, that's not good. They throw excrement. That yeah. That's yeah. not just they you know, hurl it at you. Some sort of joke. No, that's yeah. that's absolutely true. Okay, so much to get to. Um, we got to get to a news update. Oh, maybe you saw this too. Tiger Woods' ex dropped that sexual assault lawsuit. Interesting. Get to it all coming up right here. The holiday season is all about family, and it's a good time to remind ourselves of how important our responsibility is to protect the ones we love. That includes planning to secure their future. Life insurance is an easy way to give your family peace of mind. It provides a safety net, so if something were to happen to you, your family can cover expenses while getting back on their feet. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius has licensed, award winning agents who can help you find the best fit for your needs. They work for you, not the insurance companies. That means they don't have an incentive to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. Your family deserves peace of mind. A life insurance policy through Policy Genius can give it to them. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much money you could save. That's policygenius.com. That's policygenius.com. This Thanksgiving at Total Wine and More, find Pinot Noirs and Cabernets that you adore. Our helpful guides are so friendly and nice. So many bottles to try at the lowest price. So gather with friends as you sit down to eat. Grateful for all who made Thanksgiving complete. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine and More. Drink responsibly, B21. 
I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol for over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommend a hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. I just happened to see this in hot air. Okay, more than 100 Harvard professors have trashed the university president for condemning anti-Semitism. Well, you're fired. Bye. Yeah. Wow. Now, I know there was a lot of pressure on. on the president to condemn what was going on. As I remember, it took a little while. Uh, just a little bit, yeah. But now, according to the story... More than 100 Harvard professors are upset that university president Claudine Gay sent out a message denouncing anti-Semitism on campus. The professors think she made her statement as she bowed to wealthy donors and alumni. They think it's an infringement on the free speech of students. <laughs> to you. So wait, the claim is you condemned anti-Semitism, we believe, because... The Jews who control the money forced you to? <laughs> That's right. That's what it sounds like. That's okay. Right. Yes, uh, quoted in the story saying, as Harvard faculty, we have been astonished by the pressure from donors, alumni, and even some on this campus to silence faculty, students, and staff critical of the actions of the state of Israel. It is important to acknowledge the patronizing tone and format of much of the criticism you have received as well as the outright racism contained in some of it. Racism? Dude, who knows, man? Sounds like a kooky bunch to most of us. Yeah. Okay, goes on. The letter went on to urge university officials to affirm its commitment to the freedom of thought, inquiry, and expression in light of the extraordinary pressure being brought to bear upon critics of the state of Israel and advocates of the Palestinian people. You were threatening Jewish students. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guarantee you, if it was just a, a calm uh, demonstration, you know, free Palestine, you would have some condemnation. You'd have people saying these sure. college kids don't know what the hell they're talking about. But when it comes to actual threats and intimidation as part of your quote unquote pro, uh, uh, protest. Yes, and inciting violence. Yeah, it, it, and, and a lot of the rhetoric doesn't sound like you care a whole hell of a lot about the Palestinians. It sounds like you just really hate the Jews. Yep. That's what it comes down to, yes. Wow. Well, I mentioned this, uh, another story out there. Tiger Woods' ex has dropped her sexual assault lawsuit. Wow. Erica Herman. Um, and now says that he never sexually assaulted or sexually harassed her. This was court documents from Florida's 4th District Court of Appeals. Um, she filed an official notice on November 10th to dismiss her sexual assault uh, lawsuit and an appeal to dismiss a non-disclosure agreement she signed at the start of her romantic relationship with Tiger in 2017. So, yep, this all happened, and now it's she was never a victim of sexual harassment. 
Well, and she was claiming she was owed $30 million. I'm just going to say, you went from $30 million to zero? Yeah. Just like that. Because At he, a change of heart? he had asked her, remember, to move out of the house. Some were saying, well, that wasn't nice the way he did it. Right. Well, evicting people is never really nice. <laughs> it's time for you to go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, boy. Um, so I guess that's pretty much going away. Tiger's attorney said, Ms. Herman's position is utterly meritless. It's a transparent abuse of the judicial process that undermines the purpose of the federal statute and those whom the statute seeks to protect. For more than six years, Ms. Herman enjoyed the benefits of her agreement. Well, yeah. Yeah. She got to swim in Tiger's pool and... Well, yes, I mean, live that sort of, yeah. you know, Drive life. one of the Bentleys around, yeah. Yeah, so there you go. A putting green in the backyard, yeah. It's nice. I don't know that that's a big deal for a lot of women, but, you know. Yeah, you never know. Can be. Okay, we got to get ready for the Friday Five. It's about that time. Oh, my. Well, I can tell you this. This is where we got the idea. It was uh, ultimateclassicrock.com. We got sent a copy of this. Said, hey, you guys could have fun with this. And it's the best TV show theme songs from the 70s. And here's the deal. Yeah. The TV show had to start in the 70s. Now, it could continue into the 80s, but yeah. it had to start in the 70s. Yeah. And, man, a lot of great memories, a lot of fun with this list. And if you want to get in early, the number is 1-888-485-MVCR. The Friday Five 70s TV show theme song next right here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. Can we just become best friends? Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Friday, that means our countdown to Friday 5, but it starts like this. The countdown is on. You know what this means? It's our favorite time of the week. Anybody wants to get mellow, you can get the f*** out of here, all right? The Friday 5. It will test your head and your mind and your brain. On the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Every Friday, we take a little break from news. Do a countdown. And today, it was a list, and it was sent, and it was from Ultimate Classic Rock, talking about the best 1970s TV show theme songs. Like, yeah, we could rank this on our own. This would be fun. And at first, as we start ranking them, it's sort of hard to argue different points because usually we do, you know, how big was a song and does it stand the test of time and how much do you like it? And we're trying to figure out what does it do with how big the show was or how memorable the song is or was the song a hit? Not a lot of these theme songs were like hits. So a lot of it just kind of comes down to personal opinion of does it sort of transcend time and do you like it? Uh -huh. I think more than anything else. Um, and as I was thinking, I don't think we're going to argue about much except for a song that made it into the top five because of Scott. Oh, no. Really? I, we'll get to it. I didn't know that. Yeah, I think so. It, more than anything, this is just fun. A ton of great memories with this, too. Well, did we cross over much? I mean, it seems like we were all kind of different. Yeah, there picks. were some. 
Uh, I mean, and to me, as the guy who was born in 1987 here, mm. I don't. Yeah, I know. I, uh, my how big was the song in the public consciousness <laughs> at the time was, you know, at a minimum seven years after the fact. Yeah. So, right. I, but I, some of them you are familiar with because yeah. those shows just resonated throughout generations. Right. So again, the number is one eight 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 four eight five MVCR. Who's up first? Yeah. Uh, let's talk to Greg in Oregon. Hey, Greg. Gentlemen. Greg, how are you? Great. I went to the track a while back, and I uh, bet, a, bet on this horse with no name. And then the damn thing didn't run. So I was thinking that Arctic Menace it must have been uh, that beach flamingo Scott's horse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, been, well, that, yeah. Yeah, that was my horse. Yeah. Good as glue was the name of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I lost a lot of money on that. Sorry, man. All right. So I got uh, one thing for your listeners. Please, everybody watch The Fall of Minneapolis. Uh, it's really, really uh, eye-opening. My song is, is uh, my song is Sanford and Son, and this goes out to Monica Jefferson. I was going to do the Jeffersons, but somebody stole that from me. <laughs> you guys have a great weekend. Well, you Thanks. are going to have a pretty darn good weekend. Number two. We all like this. Yeah, yeah. Quincy Jones did this. Yeah. My number one. That was my number one. The Street Beater. Man, this was close to number one for me. This was number two. Yeah. And I had to look this back up, and it's true, right? Red Fox did die of a heart attack. Yeah. And that was part of the bit from the show, was he always talked about it. coming, Elizabeth. This is the big one. And how it relates to this show is before you had your back-to-back heart attack, Scott, Yeah, you always said, I'm going to have a grabber. I just know I'm going to have a grabber. Yeah. And then it actually happened. Yeah. But, yeah, the classic clip of Red Fox, man. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I've never had pains like this before. Oh, this is the worst one I ever had, son. Oh, it's the worst one. This is the big one. I'm dying. You hear that, Elizabeth? I'm coming to join you, honey. How many times did he do that bit oh, on the show? Man, all the time. It was part of the show, yeah. No doubt, man. <laughs> and, and Lamont would just ignore him. Just, like, shake his head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hilarious. All right, who's next? Uh, let's talk to John uh, in Connecticut. Hey, John. Hello, gentlemen. Greetings Hello, from John. Blue, Connecticut. Yes, thanks hey, for checking uh, in, man. Always a pleasure. Hey, point of clarification, Scott. Uh, the scratching on your bedroom door, is that you, uh, your cats, or your brunette guest that you're talking about? That's no brunette guest, by the way. Okay. Uh, ixnay that hombre right now. Yeah, no, that's uh, uh, that, that, that's the cats, but if the cats locked me out, I would be scratching on it to get back into. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm glad you got your priorities straight. You bet. You bet I do. So uh, my first choice was not on the list, shockingly, maybe uh, Hawaii Five-0. Maybe that's because this series technically began in 1969. But That's uh, true, yes. It had yeah. to start in the 70s. It could go into the it 80s, had... but it had to start in the 70s, right. yeah. Yes, so you guys are very strict taskmasters. So I went with my second guess, which is great songs. Dead the test of time for me. The Jefferson's moving on up. Oh, yeah. Yes. Number four. Well, we're moving on. Yeah. 
that show was big for a long time. You know how many years that show was on TV? Ten. Really? 75 to 85. Wow. Yes. It survived through a lot, man. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. And a very memorable theme song. That deserves to be in the top five. I think we all had that one in the top five. Uh, Yeah. I think so. Yeah. All right. Who's next? 70 TV theme songs. Uh, Let's talk to Woody in Vancouver. Hey, Woody. Hey, guys. Love your show. But I'm pretty disappointed. Earlier, you teased a Dolly Parton naked story and didn't immediately treat it as breaking news. I just looked it up. We didn't get to the story, but yes. We didn't have the news alert on. In fact, that's an FCC violation under the Eclipse Clause. (laughs) (laughs) My, My song, Suicide is Painless, MASH. Oh, man, yeah. That is a big one. Did anyone have it in the top five? Uh-uh. Is it because it's so sad? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, man. I just get sad hearing it. Oh, yeah. But you like it. I don't know if I like the song. I mean, it, I liked the show when it was on. Who's your favorite character? Trapper. Yeah. I thought for sure you were going to say Hot Lips. Who land? Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Yeah, man. That show, again, that show was on for, man. Remember the final episode? Wasn't that 83? That broke all sorts of records. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when they went home? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that was big. All right, who's next, David? Uh, Let's talk to Mark in Peoria. Hey, Mark. Hey, how's it going, guys? Always good to listen to you. Always good to talk to you. Oh, thanks, Thanks, Mark. Mark. Thanks for checking in. David Van Camp's shaking his head at me right now because I mentioned 1983 and it was four years before he was born. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, that's all right. Nobody's perfect, right? You know? Yes. So. Thanks, man. <laughs> well, how about this one? Uh, the, the phrase, up your nose with the rubber hose. Welcome back, Cotter. <laughs> yes, man. I loved Welcome it. Welcome back. Now, uh, your dreams were your this was a hit. Yeah. Welcome the Top 40 back. Radio. Yep. John Sebastian. Yep. I may have had the 45. Did you really? Yeah, I did. I liked it. But I loved Welcome Back, Connor. Oh, yeah. There's Juan, Washington, all the different characters. That introduced John Travolta to the world. Oh, yeah. Vinnie Barbarino. That's right. Shack with the laugh. Had to be there, David. Shut but up. I'm sure you did. I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was toe tapping, knee slapping fun. I don't know that that show would hold up. It was on from '75 to '79, but at the time, it was great. It's probably on TV Land somewhere. Yeah, all the kids would talk about the episode yeah. the next day at school. Oh, all yeah. that sort of thing. All right, it's the Friday Five '70s TV show theme songs, and who's next, David? Let's talk to Mary in Delaware. Hey, Mary. Hi, guys. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Mary. Okay, going from a sad one to a happy one with Happy Days. Yes. Number three. Sunday, Monday, Happy Days. Tuesday, Wednesday, Happy Days. Thursday, Friday, Happy Days. The weekend comes. Okay. Did you ever see any Happy Days, David? No, I had this song in one of those... uh, 
like era specific or decade specific compilation albums. It was like the Super Sounds of the 70s or something oh, like yeah. that. And I was like, okay, that's kind of a weird song. And my mom was like, well, it's a television show first. Day. Yeah. And she got very mad at me because I didn't know what Happy Days was. And I'm like, I'm eight. <laughs> <laughs> was it Pratt and McLean? Is that who did that? I'm not sure. I'm trying to remember. I, th- I thought it was, but I could be wrong. Because it was a long time ago, but it was it was on the radio too. It was a hit record. I loved that show. Yeah, as a kid, I don't know if you were a big fan of Happy Days at the time. No, I watched it. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, it was like the must see, wasn't it? Tuesday night, I think. It was Happy Days, and then another another show that had a pretty big theme was Laverne and Shirley. Oh yeah, spinoff. Yeah. So yeah, you were locked in. Yep. If I remember Tuesday nights at ABC. And at the time, my dad worked second shift, so it was a TV dinner, and that's that was the ritual. And TV. Yes. Yeah, that's cool, man. And the Fonz, of course. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Now he's selling, like, glaucoma yeah, medication or something on yes. TV. <laughs> yes. Well, it's come out, he turned down a couple of movie parts that he wished he'd had back. Yeah something man all right 70s tv show theme songs for the friday five still time to get in the number is 1-888-485-MVCR we'll wrap it up in just a few honey come here quick what is it all these highly rated wines are under $20. Total Wine must have made a mistake. <laughs> nope, they always have the lowest prices. Oh, remember that amazing rosé your sister brought over last week? See, it's right here. Whoa, that's a low price. I mean, whoa, that's a low price. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine and more. Drink responsibly, B21. Imagine getting ahead of your irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC by treating it with Linzess. Then you could start proactively managing your constipation with belly pain and get ahead of your symptoms. Talk to your doctor about Linzess, linaclotide. Linzess is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. It's not a laxative. It's a once-daily pill that helps you get ahead of your symptoms. It's proven to help you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than two. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Imagine what could relief from IBSC mean for you. Talk to your doctor and say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S. I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol for just over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommends a hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker. Stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Thank you very much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. 
We will get to a news update, the Scott Robbins trifecta in a few, but we got to wrap up the Friday Five, which today, the greatest TV show theme songs from the 70s. We're still looking for number one and number five. Had Sanford and Son at number two, Happy Days at three, and at number four, the Jeffersons. Also had great honorable mentions, too. And back to it, David. Who's up? Uh, let's talk to, well, our buddy Johnny in Salina, Kansas. Hey, Johnny. Happy Friday, brothers. Happy Friday, Johnny. Johnny. Thanks for checking in, man. Uh, yeah, man, of course. No problem. You know, and I'm stuck up in the hospital right now. Get some uh, kidney stones. So I'm, I'm really laid up at the moment. Uh, oh, I got a good visitor, though, a good friend dropped by to, to say hello to me. I'm going to hand the phone over to me. He wants to talk to you guys. So, yeah, uh, here. Oh, nice. All right. Hello, boys. Hey, Hello, what's boys. going on? It's it's Doddle. Let's just call me Doddle, okay? Hey, <laughs> you know, Scott, Scott, I love yeah. the show. Thank you. Baby, you're great. And we love David. Of course we love David. <laughs> Thank you. But boys, this this country is, is going into crap hole, boys. It's, it's just not good. It's not good anywhere. But you know what? I know you don't have a lot of time. I don't have yeah. a lot of time. I'm pretty busy. So I'm going to dedicate this song to a what's great city. Now run into the crap hole by another Democrat and liberal mayor. <laughs> WKRP in Cincinnati. Well played, Don. Thank you That's so cool. much. That's Appreciate that. Yes. While insisting he was not intoxicated, could not explain his nudity. <laughs> Sing it, Scotty. I'm living on the air in Cincinnati. Cincinnati WKRP. Yes. I get points for this one, too. It's Gary Portnoy that was the singer of this. Wow, dude. The rare facts coming out. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I can't remember where I do it, my keys, but I can remember that. <laughs> yeah, you left stuff in my car last I night. I know, I know. <laughs> yes, KRP. You know, man, you forget, that show was only on 1978 to 1982. Yeah. Short-lived, but certainly memorable. They brought it back. Here's a rare one for you, because they had all sorts of songs that were played throughout that show. I know this was five years before you were born, Dave. I've seen that show. I like that show a lot. Okay. Yeah. Do you know the first song that was ever featured on that show? What rock song? Cleveland Rocks. No, I don't know. <laughs> Queen of the Forest from Ted Nugent. <laughs> really? Yes. Yes. Just rare trivia for you. Nugent doesn't even play that song anymore. I know. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. All right. Who's next, David? Uh, let's talk to John in Oregon. Hey, John. Good morning, gentlemen. Hey, John. Hey, John. I'm actually from Portland. I uh, went downstairs, talked to a lot of the homeless people, who said that they were on vacation from San Francisco. Really oh. interesting. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> yeah. Good to get out. <laughs> yeah, get out. They said it's only like a three days and they're going back. And I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. So, so that lady was right about writing a story. But uh, one of the shows that had it all, um, and they said it in the lyrics, said, and you knew who you were then. Girls were girls and men were men. And the freaks yeah. were in a tent. All in the family, those were the days. Yes. Number five. Boy, the way Glenn Miller played. Songs that made the hit parade. Man, I don't know if this is pleasant no, listening. Like it did. No, Robin's had it in his top five, though. Yeah. Oh, that's big. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
can't do that anymore. Can't say that. Uh-uh. Got something in it. Wow. So true. Use a man like Herbert Hoover again. I like the way that just came out of nowhere. Yes. Uh, no kidding. I like the All Simpsons. right, David. The Simpsons did a gag on that where Marge and Homer were playing a duet like that, and one of the lines was, Michael Jackson still was black. Those were the days. <laughs> That's good. Uh, let's talk to uh, Lance. Hey, Lance. Yes. Hey, Lance. Hey, happy Friday. Thanks, Lance. And to you, buddy. Thanks. What you thinking? Well, as we call it, the, we call it the last Monday of the week. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. No, but we all know the, um, the original um, uh, birth of actual true American racism was from this 70s hit that went into the 80s, but uh, that'd be with uh, Waylon Jennings and uh, the Dukes of Hazard theme. Oh, buddy, you're going to have a great weekend. Number one. Oh, wow. Just a good old boy. Never mean it no harm. That was my number one. Where'd you have it, David? I had it number two. Nice. The street beater. The Sanford and Son beat it out just barely. Got it. Love that show, man. Oh, great show. Yes. You know how sometimes, like, high school or something, and you and your girlfriend will have your song? My dad told me and my buddy Smitty, that's your theme song right there. <laughs> well, you know, and it spawned a fashion trend with Daisy Dukes. It did. And there was no such thing until that show. No. All you of a sudden, the short shorts were Daisy you Dukes. You wore them well, too. Yep, I did, yeah. <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, thanks so much for playing along. That was a lot of fun. Um, what is it, David? Why are you cracking up? <laughs> And the biggest story of the day right now is I've just gone blind picturing <laughs> Scott Robbins and Daisy Dukes. Yeah, well, that's 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 not true. That's an untrue story. Well, I mean, you had some shorts that were pretty short, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it was the thing to do at yeah. the time. The, the yes. grape huggers, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I yeah. look at the basketball shorts from that era. It's like, what, the, what in the world is going on? Even Lizzo's like, <laughs> tone it down. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was something. There's no doubt about it. Okay, yeah, we'll review uh, what's the big story of the day. And then, of course, your top three stories of the day, Scott Roberts. Yep. Trifecta. We'll get to it all coming up right here. This is the Mark Van Camp and Robin Show. Thank you for being here, Jamie Markley. I'm the Gen Xer, the millennial David Van Camp, and the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. So there's a lot of talk, and news has covered it, this all-of-a-sudden Osama bin Laden trend on social media. You talked about it, David. Yeah, I mean, well, He's kind of edited down. Yeah, they, they, they read a two-page letter that Osama bin Laden wrote uh, in 2002. And it is explaining the justification for September 11th. And, I mean, the guy's a crank, and we know that. I mean, he's, um, he's a ruthless mass murderer, or was, until we killed him. Um, and, uh, but, but a bunch of Zoomers on, uh, on TikTok have apparently been 
uh, reading this in light of the Palestinian plight that they are uh, so fond of uh, talking about and have said, you know, that bin Laden guy might have had a point. Wow. So David Strom from Hot Air, and a lot of the times he writes stuff, I'm like, wow, that's pretty spot on, dude. He was writing about this day saying, at first, I assumed this was a fringe thing. But then, as of late yesterday, the letter to America videos had racked up over 10 million views. Jeez, man. And with most people apparently agreeing that Osama had a point. America is the bad guy because we are a settler colonialist nation and therefore any kind of resistance is justified and goes through some of the postings that people had out there. And he's saying this is crazy. It's like not funny. Um, saying the youth of our nation need to spend some quality time looking into their souls and realizing that there is a vast gap where their moral compass should be. But they are utterly unequipped to because our culture has left them hungering for extreme solutions to what are often complicated or insoluble problems. And then he says this and see if you agree with it. More importantly, I say this because of the moral compass of teenagers is formed by their peers and their educators. The liberals who run our schools and universities need to reconsider whether their alliance with the radical left is worth the electoral benefit they have amassed from it. Democrats, you've created this mess by allying with the cultural communists. It's not exactly a secret that the left runs our cultural and educational institutions. That is a practical matter. This meant that Democrats benefited from the, quote, energy they were able to generate in the young and impressionable. And so much of the social justice message has a plausibly empathetic feel who doesn't want the legacy of slavery to be banished or inequality to be reduced. It sounds so nice if you don't actually listen too hard. Justice has a nice ring to it until you realize it means killing people by the bushel. And the part where he wrote about peers and educators are formulating opinions in so much of youth, I think that is spot on. I've seen it. Yeah. And you're closer to it being a millennial, David. Scott, I haven't been to a school in a long time. I've had kids in school. Yeah. But you're not in every class to see how, you know, things are taught or how things are shaded or slanted. Yeah. No, but I, you can see it. I, I mean, I think even to me, my in my just grade school experience, especially then getting into high school, um, there's been the uh, rapid uh, I guess you could say inclusion of things like Howard Zinn in uh, curricula. And, and and that's not all bad to just learn a different side of, of history, learning where America has failed in the past. I think you can take a nuanced approach to that in order yeah. to learn what American history is, just like every school in America teaches about the evils of slavery, despite what media might have told you. Um you know, those are those are important things to learn about in order to sort of live up to the post-Holocaust saying of never again. Um, but it 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 took and I noticed this when I went to college is it, it took a noticeable turn to where it wasn't just questioning what rah-rah American propaganda may have been or, you know, it's not just mm -hmm. questioning it, but it's automatically you're putting your default setting at. America's the bad guy in every situation. I think I've told you the story before, and this yeah. was my first 
attempt at college, which was upended because of dumb decisions I made. Um, but it was at the University of Texas at San Antonio. And um, the history professor, world history professor there, day one, was talking about, did the lecture, overview of the course, you are going to learn about how American exceptionalism is really about seeking out and enslaving little brown people all around the world. She used that phrase, little brown wow. people, over and over yeah. and over and over again. I forgot that was part of the phrase. I'd heard the story, but yeah, to hear it again. Wow. Well, <laughs> this sounds so simple, man. I don't mean to go off on a tangent. I'll make it fast. You know, sometimes you're doing something around the house. Maybe you have a playlist on or something. And what is truth comes on from Johnny Cash. And all I'm thinking is, man, isn't that what you want to teach a kid in the end? Always seek out what is the truth. And certainly anymore, as it somebody that they're getting taught in a class it's like verify what you're being taught or if it's media make sure to check out what they're telling you is true because lies are being spread every single day we've said it before if you're watching legacy media they're lying to you every day you could go through an entire today show and say here's how they just landed the story here's what they're not telling you that changes the whole context and it comes down to always trying to figure out what is true and what is not. Man. All right, where's the Tylenol? Do you think in their brains they feel like they are telling the truth? I think some do, and some don't care. It's, yeah. it's a yeah. means to an end yeah. of yeah. where they want to end up. I, I do actually think that a lot of them believe it because there's a snowball effect. You know, yeah. it starts with saying, hey, let's read a segment of a people's history of the United States. Mm -hmm. And and again, it starts with adding nuance to a conversation about American history, what life in America is really like and all of that. And that's the guys. But as it gets, it's sort of like a, if you take a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy, eventually mm -hmm. the original image is so bastardized, you don't even recognize it anymore. Mm -hmm. And that right. has happened over the course of several decades in education. To the point where now, there I truly believe there are professors, there are teachers out there who do believe that America is the big bad in the world and should be toppled. Into what? Right, that's question. a great question. Yeah, <laughs> what is it? What is this utopia supposed to look like? You know, at the same time, think about it I, because all of us, at least here have changed your mind on a number of different things over the years. Sure. Because of new information you got. Yes. But the longer you go defending something, the harder it is to admit you were wrong. Think about if you're a tenured professor, <laughs> or all of a sudden you're going to see the light on something, or are you going to keep hammering the same message? You know. All right. You ready for your big three, Scott? Yeah, let's do it. All right, here we go. Are you ready? One, two, three. It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day about this time, you know, Scott Robbins trifecta helped by, I think, his still friend and hero. I'm Casey Kasem. Okay, it's Friday. Weekend's coming up. A lot of college football on this weekend. You up for it? Yes. Seriously, are you coming or not? 
Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll look I'm forward ready. to it. You know where I live. Three. Uh, that's a momentous moment for you. I know it, it is. is. I can't believe he just agreed to that. He's, he's going to go watch Mama told football. me not to come, come wow. stuff. Yeah. Maybe he's a fan now. I don't know. All right. Three. <laughs> Number three, a new poll out of Gaza and the West Bank. With a poll? Yeah, there's a poll. Uh, I don't know how many times you've heard politicians, press members say, you know, Palestinians really don't support Hamas. I mean, we've heard a lot of that over the last month, haven't we? Uh, now there is a new poll out, and th- this is only interesting because you, th- you say is the poll reliable. Well, there's reason to believe this one is. It was taken by a firm in the West Bank, and uh, the questions that were asked are the answers, I think, is something will not surprise anyone. But this is the first poll I've seen of Palestinians, Gaza, West Bank, since, what, the 7th of October. Nothing since then. 75% support the 10-7 massacre of Jews. 76% have a positive view of Hamas. 982 have a negative view of America. 64%, this is kind of interesting, have a negative view of Iran. Now, I ask this question, I ask it all the time. Negotiation, ceasefire, better way to handle it. How are you supposed to start a negotiation? How do you make peace with this? It's a great question. I mean, question. these are numbers. The, the unfortunate answer here is you can't. Well, and again, even, you know, no matter the polling, Hamas has been clear what they want to do. Yeah. But, I mean, you, you're told that, they, now, listen, a lot of these people are not on board. Yes, and I'm sure that some could make the argument, well, they're scared to tell the truth because they get killed, and maybe there's something to that. But, yes, this polling, as far as I've seen, has been consistent over time. I mean, this that the, there's a lot of support. The only there. reality of all of this evidence that you stack up here, mm-hmm. whether it's from Hamas themselves or whether it's from the people living there under the rule of Hamas, is negotiations are not viable. It does not. There seem is like no they such they thing as a negotiation. Solution. There, there's no way. Oftentimes, all right. Yes. Now on with the countdown. Let's <laughs> got Robin Good stuff. Back. All right. Top three. Two. Number two. We will once again another story about this. We will never know. How much of the COVID relief money was actually just stolen? No, we do not. We know a few stories. Some rocks are being turned over. A couple claiming to run a farm uh, that um, that employed dozens of people used fake employee records to get more than $1 million in COVID-19 relief payments. They actually employed no one, by the way, on a farm they didn't have. Wow. A social media influencer created fake documents to score four hundred grand in COVID-19 funds meant to help small business, then used the money to buy cryptocurrency and gifts for his girlfriend. I mean, the list goes on and on. And we're four years into this thing now. Federal government approved an unprecedented amount of money. And they're saying now, look, there was a lot of money out there, billions of dollars, and we really can't account for any of it. <laughs> and this was all predicted at the time. Unbelievable. Yes. I mean, you read these stories. <laughs> I know, Casey, I know. <laughs> That's right, buddy. And the countdown continues. This guy Robbins, trifecta, top three. And finally, one. Uh, Eric Swalwell, the Democrat out of California, one of the top Russia truthers during the Trump administration, and the guy who had an ongoing affair with a Chinese spy. Bang, Uh, bang. His birthday was yesterday, and people asked for birthday greetings, and the Internet provided some. (laughs) Yeah, it was his birthday. His staff got him a big birthday cake, and candles all around it and they took a picture cheers to another year 
from staff, we wish Eric a happy birthday. Comment below. Well, people did comment below. All right, I'll just write it. I'll read a sampling of some of the best, okay? Okay. What'd you have for your birthday dinner? Chinese? I'm surprised she <laughs> didn't get you a new girlfriend to pop out of that birthday cake. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you have a happy Chinese New Year. Uh, give my regards to Fang Fang. <laughs> Did the Chinese embassy pay for that cake? And Thursday just happened to be garbage day. How fitting. Wow. Just a sampling of the uh, greetings that were given. His stupid staff opened it up. Post your greetings below. Well, yeah, okay. that's an invitation. <laughs> we will. One of the best parts of the story will always be her name. Oh, yeah. That is Fang Fang. Mm -hmm. And there you have it. Yes. Right. Just too dang good. Are there young girls all over the world now being named Fang Fang? I haven't seen that on I the... Don't think so, the yeah. names list came out the other day. I didn't I see, see Fang Fang, Fang up there. Fang wasn't on there? No. No. No, I don't even think it's a pet name. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to get to a news update. And Nimrod's in the news straight ahead. Thirty-six thousand twenty-five one. These are the three numbers to remember to get the visibility and control you need to make the right business decisions instantly. Thirty-six thousand. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system. Twenty-five. NetSuite turns twenty-five this year. That's twenty-five years of helping businesses do more with less and drive down expenses. One because your business is a one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all your KPIs in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need all in one place. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance. Absolutely free at NetSuite.com slash MVR. That's NetSuite.com slash MVR to get your very own KPI checklist. NetSuite.com slash MVR. Do you hear that? Asthma triggers are everywhere, from dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke. An asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting primatine mist, clinically proven to open airways quickly. It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. This Thanksgiving at Total Wine and More, find Pinot Noirs and Cabernets that you adore. Our helpful guides are so friendly and nice. So many bottles to try at the lowest price. So gather with friends as you sit down to eat. Grateful for all who made Thanksgiving complete. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine and More. Drink responsibly, B21. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Uh, Joe Biden continuing to meet with uh, leaders from around the world, trying to solve some problems, you see. Mm -hmm. uh, you got the APEC thing going on. He was meeting with uh, Mexican leaders today as well. Uh, well, here's he addressed uh, leaders from Peru, by the way. 
Okay. And let me tell you, under Joe Biden's wa- or on Joe Biden's watch, America is back. I know. Pre- I know, President. Uh, excuse me. I know President Pulitre, uh is uh, um, shares this commitment, and uh, I want uh, I want you to know next year, when the APEC summit hosts, uh, Peru will help drive these economies forward. Oh. But we hang out in Peru. I, the views are going to be nice too. Well, I mean, the views are very nice in Peru. <laughs> I just want to say the look on Scott Robbins' oh face. Oh, my gosh. It's troubled in your disbelief. I, I mean, complete disbelief. <laughs> that could be one of the worst ones because he's got there's, – there's more of a pronounced saliva gaining in his – You know what? some weird stuff going on there. I didn't know if you would pick up on that, but he's doing yeah. that weird thing like like he's chewing his cud. Yes. While he's yes. talking. And I was he, thinking he used Yellen's Werther. Yeah. It was rattling around yeah. in his mouth. Yeah, I didn't know what was going on. That's weird because you can hear almost a clicking sound. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like tongue is like probing the inside of his lip the whole time. Yes, while he's. Maybe we'll review that again on Monday. We got to get the Nimrods. Roll it out. Here we go. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the news. We start Wisconsin. Our friends there may know this already. Glendale. So there's a high-speed chase with the cops on 43. Busy. Okay. And the cops are pursuing the stolen car. And you're following along, and all of a sudden, there's a wreck. Four people inside the stolen vehicle fled then from the vehicle, ran from police. So they're just on the run. Okay? There's a nearby golf course there. Golfers are out there playing, and they start taking video, and they're realizing, hey, this is a chase, man. The cops are after these people. And one golfer, dude by the name of Adam Westermeyer, sees this guy go into a porta john and so you know what he does? <laughs> He's just thinking on his feet, man. Um, this is what he said. There was no thought. I just knew what the right thing was to do, and I did it. He tipped it over. Oh, God. Oh, man. And the cops got there and got him. Adam uh, tipped it over and heard the sloshing uh, from the porta potty. It was oh. literally a crappy situation. Oh, God. <laughs> and he was arrested, and that's Nimrod's in the news.